So I'm at Oprah's house, right? Okay, we just go start there. I know, I know, maybe one day, but for the purpose of this episode, we already know it's a dream. So I'm setting the scene here. I'm at Oprah's house. And it started off with me sitting like, I guess in the security closet, well, you know, where like the security officers be sitting down and looking at all the cameras from all over the compound or whatever. I'm sitting there and I'm watching um, a bunch of like dope black women standing at the bottom of the stairs in their like Met Gala outfits, right? Like they, they're just coming from like some, some big fancy event and it's like Lupita, and and Rihanna and Oprah's there and I think like Ava DuVernay right and so like I'm watching them like climb up like three or four stairs and sort of like jump down and then if they land on their feet everybody's like woo and they start clapping or whatever and so I'm watching them for a few minutes and then all of a sudden I'm there and I'm coming down the stairs and I don't jump but I get down there and everybody's like, hey, girl. And then Oprah's there. And then Oprah proceeds to take us like on a tour of her compound because it's a compound. Oprah ain't got no just no house. Oprah has a whole um, a whole enchanted forest or whatever. And so as we're walking around, Oprah's showing us um, her living room and her kitchen and um, her living room has like a pullout sofa in it and granted like I don't know what Oprah doing with a pullout sofa but I pressed on the sofa to see like if it was comfortable because I know that if Oprah has a pullout sofa that pullout sofa has to be immaculate and I've touched it and it was <laughs> and so we finally make our way out back and by this point um, Rihanna and Ava and Lupita they're all gone but it's me my younger brother and my mom, who is also Oprah, but not like it, it's sort of murky there. But we walk out back and like I anticipated, her backyard is a forest. It is an enchanted castle. It's the Garden of Eden. And she's walking around and I'm looking at these tall trees. They kind of remind me of uh, baobab trees in Malawi, but they um, grow fruit and they grew oranges, right? So suddenly there's an orange in my hand and I'm just like eating it. I'm tearing that orange up. I'm peeling peels and, and dropping them on the ground and eating them and getting another orange and picking it up and eating it. And I turn around, I'm just like, golly, Oprah is going to kick my behind for leaving all these orange peels on her ground. <laughs> but in that moment, I was just taking in all of the fruits of Oprah's labor, fruits of my labor, fruits of the tree's labor. It just felt like I was just eating from like uh, an abundant well of fruit. And it felt so good. It felt like I was supposed to be there. And it wasn't one of those things where I was just getting a tour. Like Oprah was like auntie (laughs) and she had just moved and was showing us around. And so it was really cool. And I wanted to reach out and pick up another, another orange and just eat one more. But I was just like, I am not going to keep messing up Oprah's ground. And so I didn't. And I just, I just walked off with her. And then I woke up.
What's up, y'all? This is Nancy B. Price, and you are listening to Dreaming in Color, a podcast about Black people, dreams, and the lessons we can learn from them. This week, we are talking all things abundance, receiving abundance, letting it wash over us, and consuming every little piece of abundance that abundance has for us to consume. (laughs) This week, I had the honor of sitting down with Danae Edmonds. She is the founder of Aspiring Co., which is a media company, here to remind you to chase your dreams relentlessly and to inspire you when you feel like giving up. Danae and I met in undergrad at Mercer University, and over the years, I've watched Danae grow both as a creative as well as an entrepreneur. Her relentless pursuit to highlight the journeys of other entrepreneurs recently led her to a successfully funded Kickstarter to publish Almost Finished, 75 Dream Chasers on Building Legacy, Taking Risks, and Giving Grace. A self-described dream doula, Danae is all about helping others nurture their own dreams. And so I thought she would be perfect um, to come on to the show and talk about her own dreams. So with that said, I hope you all enjoy Danae's story. All right. Hey, Danae. Hi, Nancy. How are you? (laughs) Girl, I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you as well. You have been on my mind as like a guest for the show for the longest. And so it just makes my heart so happy for you to agree to participate and and be a guest on Dreaming in Color. Of course. I love dreams. They're like my language. So I'm just like very excited about all of this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Dreams are definitely, um, oh my gosh, that's, that's a great way of putting it. It's like a, it's like a love language for me Uh too as well, especially if I dream about somebody I really care about. Now, if it's someone I don't like, then I don't know if I would call it love. But anyway, um, I do want to start off uh, our conversation by just um, asking you, uh, just to get the, um, the, the conversation started, how would you um, describe your relationship with dreams and dreaming? That is such a good question. I think for me, um, dreams are something that I've just always, I've always just like used them. I feel like... Mm-hmm the world just kind of like is a form of communication for me um sometimes Mm -hmm. not even communication with um with anyone but myself um I think dreams kind of reveal a lot about ourselves to ourselves um and also I feel like my dreams I have used them as like ways to check in on friends like sometimes I'll have a random dream about someone and I'm like oh let me text them make sure that they're okay Mm -hmm. um so I think for me my dreams have just like always been um, a tool of communication. Yeah. Is that something that you've, um, sort of developed over time or is this something that sort of has been like passed down? Like, do you have any family or anything that sort of talks about dreams? I think I remember my mother, she used to tell me that she, she felt like her dreams would communicate things to her, Mm -hmm. but it would be things that she was not comfortable with knowing things Mm -hmm. like, um, like people passing or you know just like 
things that are not super pleasant to talk about. So mm-hmm. I remember she told me that she had asked the Lord to take it away from her because she didn't like having the control over, oh, or like she, she just didn't like, like knowing things in advance. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, um, I think sometimes my dreams, they do kind of give me a little bit of insight into like maybe what's going to happen or like the world. Sometimes some deja vu, I get a lot of deja vu, like all the time, actually. Yeah, it happens to me very frequently. I think a little bit less now with the pandemic, just because I probably don't, I don't experience anything for me to be having deja vu about. (laughs) Right. Because who's going outside? Exactly. (laughs) Before the pandemic, um, it would happen all the time for me. So I think that that has always been something that I felt really strongly. Um, I always felt like my dreams were like a, I had like a deeper connection to like myself and the world around me Mm -hmm. um, through them. And also like God. Mm-hmm. Oh, can, can you go into more detail? That's the second time you brought up uh, God. You mentioned your your mom praying to God to take her the, her mm-hmm. dream experience away. Um, what has been your relationship like on the spiritual front with dreams? I think that, I mean, I just think that sometimes there are things that um, God might be trying to tell us mm-hmm. and we just like can't, we're just like not getting it. And <laughs> I think for me, I it's something that I'm just like, I've never been, I have always wanted to be better at hearing God talk to me directly and to like know his voice. I have a lot of intuition. I feel like that guides me a good bit. Um, But I want to be able to discern his voice specifically. And I think that sometimes through my dreams, I'm able to, to kind of have that experience where he, I might not see him. He might not be talking to me, but he might be kind of trying to communicate Communicate, to me. yeah. 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 Well, speaking of, of communication, um, I think there's something really special about how, um, how things are communicated to you and in, in your dream story that you have coming up, which I'm really excited for you to, for you to share with the listeners. And so um, before you get started, I do want to just uh, set the scene for, you know, where you were in your life um, when you, when you had that dream. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, Yeah. So I was preparing for a Kickstarter, which I feel like I have known that I knew that it was coming for like a long time. Um, And I think that I had been like very stressed out about it because I had no idea how it was going to go. And I think as I got closer to the Kickstarter, um, I remember people telling me like, hey, you know, this is a little lofty for like a first timer. People, you know, just trying Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. trying to accurately set my expectations um but of course that was super overwhelming so I um I just remember being super stressed out and I was having a lot of dreams about me being like in school and they were stress Mm -hmm. dreams because I would it would be like it'd be like I lost an assignment I forgot to go to class for like consecutive weeks at a time which is not something I ever did like in real life but for Mm -hmm. some reason in my dreams I just felt like I just was not prepared for like anything um so I kept having a lot of dreams like that. And then this one day I had a dream that was completely different and like very refreshing. Yeah. Definitely compared to the stress dreams that I've been having. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so ready for you to tell me this story <laughs> about this dream. And and thank you for sort of setting the scene for like what was going on in your life. Cause I think that's going to be really important um, to just set a little context here for, for what's happening in your dream. So um, by all means, Danae, the floor is yours. I'm going to let you sell your dream story. 
Okay. Um, I feel like I also need to give the disclaimer that like my dreams, I feel I have a million of them a night and sometimes I don't remember all of them in, in any great detail. Probably a little too much weed also, but that's beside the point. You know, We're gonna focus on the dreams. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna just keep it a hundred. So yeah, that's um, I feel like I don't always remember in grave detail, um, like the entirety of the dream, but sometimes mm-hmm. there'll be like little, little like snippets that stick out to me. Um, so that's kind of what this is. Um, I remember I was, I was in like, I want to say I was in like California or somewhere and I was with my family. We we're on vacation mm-hmm. and I was on the beach and I just remember I was standing on like in the sand close to like the, like where the water were coming, like touch your toes, mm-hmm. like around there. So like, I wasn't, I wasn't like in the water, like doing anything. I was just standing there. And I tend to do that when I go to the beach, I just stand and absorb the sun. I'll just like mm-hmm. have a little moment, listen to the water, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. And this massive ass wave comes out of nowhere. Like the biggest wave I've ever seen in my life, like a tidal wave, but, but beyond, like, I, I feel like this is the kind of wave that doesn't really exist in real life. It's just something that my brain had kind of cooked up this night. So this massive wave comes and it just goes all the way up to the sky and it touches the sun mm-hmm. and then it comes crashing down on me. And it was like, oh. this <laughs> Sorry. It was the stream. no, I, I love the, <laughs> the interruption. That was lovely. <laughs> um, so yeah, this wave just comes crashing down on, on me. And I just remember standing there and just kind of like taking it in. I wasn't like scared or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I remember feeling just like really, really warm. I felt like the sun, mm-hmm. like, so when the wave went up and touched the sun, I kind of feel like it brought the sun down to me. Um, and the way that kind of, the way that I remember feeling and kind of how I have been able to kind of recreate that moment is just like mm-hmm. golden hour when you're out, when you're inside or outside mm-hmm. and like right before sunset, usually, I mean, it happens in the morning too, but I'm not up early enough for that. No, so in the, in the evenings, usually around like, I say in winter is closer to like five, maybe five thirty, but in summers, like closer to seven where the whole sky t- turns completely golden. Um, and it's like the way that the sun reflects off of everything. It just has like this gold glow and it just feels very warm and like comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember feeling that way when the wave goes all the way up, touches the sun and then comes crashing down on me. I remember just standing there and just taking it in and just feeling all of that abundance. And it, it felt, it felt good. It, it wasn't scary. Um, mm-hmm. cause I mean, you know, sometimes people, scary things happen in the water, you know? Yeah. A bad bitch. She does her she own do. thing. <laughs> she does. <do. laughs> so I think just like knowing, like for me, this moment, I felt extremely safe. I didn't feel like I was, um, I wasn't scared at any point. Mm-hmm. I was just like really just taking in the warmth of that moment and yeah. all of the, um, what I have come to realize now as like an abundance wave that fell mm-hmm. on me so it was like a positive thing yeah. um so that's the little snippet that I would like to share oh my gosh so first of all shout out to you and this imagery <laughs> I know when we uh recently uh you know talked about like uh, the dream 
you didn't mention the idea of like the wave reaching up and touching the sun and then bringing the sun back down to you. I think that's a really beautiful way of like describing just for context, like how high, first of all, this wave reached, but also yes. there seems like there's something to be said about like a wave, something that's connected to the ground, reaching up to like the heavens and something that's like represents life and giving life and everything. And then bringing that life down onto you. I think that's, that's a really beautiful way of like of describing that. <laughs> that's exactly how it felt. Um, and I mean, it was just very weird because we, we can't like in the real world, we can't really mm-hmm. picture a wave touching the sun because it just doesn't happen, you know. Like, and I would lose my big. shit if it did. <laughs> <laughs> and and I would like to stress also that the sun was up high in the sky. It wasn't yeah. like the sun was setting or anything. The sun was mm-hmm. up very high, and so mm-hmm. the wave it just like reached all the way up there and it touched it, and then it came crashing, like kind of rushing down on me. Yeah. Um, and so that warmth, I just, I want to live in that warmth for forever. If I could just cling on to it, I would. Yeah. Now you've mentioned, like you, you call the wave, like a wave of abundance, which I, I would love for you to go in a little detail about that. Because for me, when, if I imagine a wave crashing down to me, that sounds very terrifying. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm curious to know what, what your take is on like the abundance as opposed to like fear and destruction. Yes. Um, so I think part of that is the fact that I have always been like a child of the ocean. I'm mm-hmm. a Pisces, so I love water. Um, Shout out to you, and water sign. <laughs> yes, 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 always. Uh, but also I grew up like on the beach when I was younger. So my oh, family really? grew up in New Jersey. Yeah, we grew up in New Jersey mm-hmm. and we lived, the end of our street was like, um, it like led into like a bay so you could see like the the straws and like you know yeah yeah the bay like straws yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's that was like the end of my street um so I really grew up in like a, a beach town um so we would go to the beach all the time I remember like mm-hmm. after church on Sunday we would have our bathing suits on underneath our our church clothes oh <laughs> I love that like, that's just the way I grew up so Uh I guess water has always been comforting to me um in that way so Mm -hmm. I immediately didn't interpret it like at no point did I think like fear or like I should be Mm -hmm. concerned I I felt like comforted the whole time um so then I think just like one once I woke up and I had time to actually sit about sit and like think about the dream and process mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. that's when I realized that it was abundant and like a good thing because at no point like I said I was yeah. very calm the whole time I was just like absorbing all of the things there was no panic I didn't run mm-hmm. I think it, at one point I maybe thought about like hey I hope my phone's not wet <laughs> from it like crashing down <laughs> right but that was about it there was no mm-hmm. other real like concerns so I think it was, um, it just felt very positive in the moment. So mm-hmm. for me then to be able to wake up and just like think about it from that same kind of positive light was really helpful. Mm-hmm. So how did you go about life? Or I guess just like, how did you handle the stressors of, stressors of like the upcoming um, Kickstarter and everything after having that dream as opposed to prior? I think there have been plenty of times throughout the whole Kickstarter journey, like before 
before, during, and after, and I was just kind of like, I cannot do this. Even after I did it, I was like, I cannot do this. I don't know how I did it. Um, yeah. So I think just like knowing that um, it was out of my hands and just like not my thing to obsess and control over, um, that was very comforting to me. So having that dream in like the back of my mind, just knowing that like abundance is is mine. And that is something that I have really worked on. I think mm-hmm. um, just like reframing um, like my money mindset. Um, and that was some work that I started doing probably, it's been like two years. I don't know. It was, I did it in like 2000. I think I did it work before the pandemic. So yeah, that would have been like 2019. Um, I did like an abundance um, challenge and I really tried to just address my scarcity mindset because I, I already know how I am. I just, it's really, yeah. it's hard out here. It is. So that is like one of the things that I tried to address first because I knew that I had to feel like I was worthy of anything before I could actually claim it for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing that then um, and having that dream to kind of refer back to as I was going under this like process mm-hmm. that was super stressful, I just knew that it was out of my hands. It wasn't my thing to to like worry about and that like the abundance that I saw, like I, I feel like I had to claim it and like really stand up in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was what mm-hmm. that moment was in a dream. Yeah, that's really uh, dope that you sort of like use your dream as like a um... I guess like a, as a reference list or something like that, whenever you're like working on something you have to think of something to refer back to in order to, to remind yourself of like what you're deserving of and, you know, why you're going to succeed regardless of how long it may take or whatever path that you go down. Right. Exactly. So I think just having like little things to remind ourselves Mm -hmm. of like what like what is already ours what is promised to us and like you know like literally abundance is our birthright and it is something that we have already earned like you don't have to do anything else to earn it you just exist and it's yours and you have to be able to claim it and ready to claim it um and not obsess over all of the ways that things could go wrong because that girl the way my anxiety is set up (laughs) I I mean I was just sitting up here yesterday thinking like goodness gracious how in the hell am I about to pull this shit (laughs) But then, I can make know. worrying an Olympic sport. Okay. Like, t- <laughs> I am like committed to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just like really knowing that, like, that is first of all not helpful. Mm-hmm. And then taking the, the time to actually remember the things that um, that give us strength. Um, so for me, because I'm re- religious, a lot of that does come from God and like the Bible. Yeah. Um, and just like knowing that, like, we are called to do whatever it is that we're doing and like that is all we need like Mm -hmm. if god has already told you that this is what you're doing you don't need anyone else's approval um Mm -hmm. because that it's just that's what it is Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that was that dream has just been like really affirming for me Mm -hmm. um even beyond so like even now girl i'm like i have no idea how half of this book stuff is gonna come together but i just i've already given it over it's not mine to worry about i'm like okay god you got it like i'm i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna do what you told me to do Mm -hmm. um so i just try to make sure i hold up my part (sighs) 
well, <laughs> um, my heart is uh, is very full from this dream and this story that you've told. Thank you so much for for sharing that with me. I think um, for me, at least, one of the big takeaways that I got um, in addition, I mean, it's first of all, a lot of gems that you just throwed at me at once. And, you know, I'm still trying to process, <laughs> process it all. But I think that um, having the ability to have to experience abundance in in your dream is something that you can carry with you in like waking life which I think is really important because sometimes I feel like I'm one of the people where like if I can't see it it's kind of hard to believe and so um granted our dreams you know there's arguably you know it happened or didn't subconscious mm. you know, a bunch of scientific stuff with that but being able to at least experience abundance in one realm can sort of like give you hope and excitement for abundance on this side of life too and I think that's really beautiful definitely it's just like something to hold on to and something to like to reference whatever you feel like mm -hmm. things are not working out which is quite frankly more often than I would like it to yeah. be but mm -hmm. um you know, we, we all just do the best we can every day. Amen. <laughs> well, Danae, um, thank you so much for sharing your dream story. And um, again, for agreeing to be a guest on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to, to plug before we get out of here? Um, well, first off, thank you. I really love this idea of people talking about their dreams because I... At one point, I started asking my family, like, hey, do you guys dream? Or, like, tell me about your dreams. And everyone's like, no. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> no, I don't, right. I don't dream. Or I don't have a, they don't have the same relationship to dreaming that I have. So mm -hmm. I thought I was a weirdo. So I'm really glad to know that, oh, like, there's other people out here that are, like, dreaming up things and that are happy to share their, their stories. Mm -hmm. So thank you for creating this space. Um, and then as far as... um things to plug um I think at one point I was talking to one of my teachers she was like my 10th grade English teacher and I had helped her rebrand her her blog and we had like she had been through like a lot of life changes and everything so we came up with like a new a new name new branding all that stuff and so I was talking to her and she was telling me that I have this ability to um to help people like chase their dreams and like go after it is whatever it is that they want mm -hmm. and that was something that I had never I never really thought about it in that way like she just it's like she connected dots for me that I didn't know I needed connected yeah um so that being said I am um slowly trying to step into this new kind of like calling and purpose that I have um which is like dream doula work so literally a doula for your dreams not a if you're having a baby baby you need to go elsewhere like right we are not dealing with healthcare professionals here <laughs> exactly we're dealing with like some kind of other transition um but for folks that are looking to get some clarity on um like their their own dreams and callings and um just figure out like how they can take the next steps have some accountability I'm happy to provide that so that is something that I am offering um it's on my website if you go to a lovely day dae.com it'll be on there at some point it's not there yet because i'm still working on it but it'll be there soon 
Right. Thank you so much, Danae, for that. Uh, first of all, love the name Dream Doula. That I mean, it sounds like that just perfectly sums up like the work that you that you do. And so um, you said that's a lovely day, D-A-E.com. Yes. All right. Well, I'll make sure that the listeners um, know, and I'll be sure to link that in the uh, description for the podcast as well so that people can access your website. And um, without further ado, I am going to end things here. So Danae, thank you so much. Of course, this was lovely. (laughs) I just feel so calm. Oh, good. I would like to thank Danae Edmonds for swinging by the podcast this week to share her dream story with you all. Make sure that you are following Danae's work at A Lovely Day and Aspiring Co. both on Instagram. If you want to learn more about Danae's dream doula work, you can go to alovelyday.com. It's linked in the bio in the description for this episode and get in touch with her. Let her help you bring your dreams to life. Speaking of dreams, make sure that you are following Dreaming in Color Pod. You can also email dreamingincolorpod at gmail.com. Follow yours truly at Nancy B. Price. Finally, make sure that you are rating and reviewing this podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with people in your dreams. However you can get the word out about the cool conversations that we have going on over here, it would be very much appreciated. And as always, if you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Please don't tell me. I don't need to know. (laughs) All right, dreamers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'll be back next week with another dream story. Take care.